You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. Hey, Michael. Andre Prue, you've served a chilled red wine. I overchilled a red wine. You know what? I'm okay with that. It can come back. It can come back. It can come back. It kind of smells like licorice. Just like straight up licorice. And lots of cherry notes. All I'm getting is licorice. It smells like, you know, those licorice candies that grandma used to have, like the multicolored ones that. Just like. Just like Grandma used to make. Actually, I don't mind that. It's I know you threw it in the freezer for about half an hour. Um, I I know it, it'll come back, but I really like the lower intensity tannins and the uh, the upward mobile fruit. And um, I guess that should uh, bring us uh, to our topic this week, which was we both ended up sitting through and. Uh, I hope enjoying. Um, oh, it was, listen, it was a delicious glass of perspective. It was something that, um, and I actually agree with the fine people from Wakefield Wines, that as wine writers, we are guilty of not spending enough time talking about serving temperature. So what we sat through, you sat, I sat through the afternoon, you were in the, uh, you were in the evening, Celsius by Wakefield Wines, uh, presented by uh, Justin Taylor yes. of Wakefield Wines. Okay, so this, what, this wine, just before we get we get started, and we're going to talk about what wine is in our glass, but it is served, I served you this wine at 11 degrees Celsius. And the, uh, the little thing on the back says it is, uh, I don't even know what that means. Huh. We'll get to what's on the back. Okay, I don't. Not full. I, I think it's it's. Oh, just... it says too cold. It says too cold. See, oh, the, is that okay? There's the the chart on the left, and as it warms up, this should warm up as well. Got it. Okay. Oh, does it say too cold? Yeah. We're both looking. So, at so this there's one. a there's a, a graph on the back. Yeah. So I was uh, okay. Got it. Okay. My glasses aren't working, or you're not having any lights on in here. So that's one of the two. Hey Google, table light at thirty percent. No, you're the one who has the clapper. Uh, better than having the clap, my friend. Better than having the clap. Okay, so well, we were at this um, this Wakefield uh, presentation, and uh, let's I guess let's go through the wines. No, I, no... I think we should I think we should go through it uh, kind of wine wine by wine yeah. here and talk about how they were presented to us and let's see if it, and what's up with that because see if there's any difference between the evening and well, the and afternoon. It was, and it was and it was a cool it was a cool dinner just because uh, you know I, I said in the in the setup here real quick we don't spend enough time talking about serving temperature which is true because I'll be honest I take a look at my at my wine notes and I think we take it for granted that our audience and if you're listening to this podcast there's a good chance you either work for a winery or visit a winery at least once every two months um or, or a year so we take it for granted that we assume people know what temperature to serve wine at but i, I go i don't know if everybody knows the, the the temperature to serve wine at because mostly you know i walk down to my wine cellar and i pull a bottle out you yeah. walk into your wine cellar probably pull a bottle out chardonnays we probably both throw them in the fridge to get a little chill on them yep um, I, I taste everything at cellar temperature, uh, but I am, I, I do, and I do have a little wine fridge at home that I, that I keep Chardonnays in, uh, and I keep them at 45, uh, Fahrenheit. Fahrenheit. Okay. That's good. Yeah. So, uh, and that's because I, I 
well, I guess maybe we should just go through and then we can explain explain things. So the first wine that Wakefield pulled out was uh, an estate Riesling, and it was just on ice. I yep. did not see it anywhere else. They really didn't show us a warm versus a Well, a and the guy cold. that we got said was supposed to be served between 6 and 8 Celsius. I think it was closer to 4 being right on ice. I mean, if we're yep. really being picky about temperature, but it was... I mean, if I bring serve Riesling, if I serve Riesling from Niagara, I serve it at fridge temperature. But yeah. I'll, I'll be honest, when I'm serving a wine like that, whether it's Pinot Grigio or Riesling, I don't put it back in the fridge. No, I, I take it. it out and you let it. I have these water wings that I put on and I keep them nice and cold. Yeah, I don't but... even do that. Oh, I'd like to do that. I like seeing I like seeing how the wines evolve as they as they warm up. But what did you think of the Riesling? Um, it's it was I thought it was a very different style of Riesling than probably we're we're used to. Certainly than we're used to from Australia. I thought it'd be a dead ringer for uh, Niagara Riesling if I didn't know it was coming from Australia. It was maybe, I'll be honest, a little bit too dry. It was, yes. It was very, very, it was a very dry Riesling. And, I, and, it's, and it was that point when I started sipping on that wine, I started, really, I started Riesling, realizing that um, I like my Riesling with just a touch more sweetness than this had in it. Well, especially like, and, and it's one of those things too where, you know, I'm a bit obsessive about whether clones are like the Vice 21B or the Alsace clone 49 when people can tell. But, um, I mean, it was, it was, I think with whatever clone of Riesling it is that Wakefield is using, a touch of residual sugar would have done some great service. The flavor profile to me skewed, regardless of the temperature, to be honest, like very, very citrus without a lot of orchard fruit or excitement. But that being said, the amount of acidity in that bottle I found truly impressive for Australian Riesling, which I generally, like most Australian Riesling that comes through the LCBO, tends to be a bit flabby. I would agree with you on the on the the acidity. Uh, I would They're on also, the right track. I would also give you a lot of um, of that citrus, but I, I got it more along the zest line than I would have said like a lemon or a lime or anything. It was more zesty. Yeah, like um, with a hint like with a hint of like the bitterness or pith yeah. on the finish where I think a little bit of sugar would have helped cut through that yeah. and make it like really refreshing and it tastes like summer. Hundred percent, which still besides from and I know we're talking about Wakefield here, but we're still in Australia, the really makes you realize how good a, a Riesling Klonakilla makes with theirs um because, another shout out to clonakilla yeah gotta throw it out there but i mean they just they make a riesling that has some really nice balance to it whereas this one you know i'm not faulting wakefield because i'm sure there's no, tons of people listen, that listen, love, it's a love that it's style a, it's but a balance it's, it's not it's my a, style of riesling yeah it's a balanced riesling the winemaking with sound it's just not something you and i are, are all about and i know that there are uh people in Psalms in the city who are really digging that style. Like I know uh, Grange of Prince Edward, I'm not a huge fan of how dry the Riesling is from from Maggie, but a lot of people love the wine and I understand and appreciate the winemaking choice and decision. It's just hashtag not my Riesling. Okay. All right. Moving on. And this is where I finally said to you, because I remember texting you in the afternoon and we seem to do that when we're when we know we're going to the same <laughs> the event. Because I usually go to the consumer portions and you do the journalist portions. And I, I noticed that I, I texted you, or you went to the the one for uh, for um, Chateau Arnaud. You went to a, a day earlier. Yeah. That we we somehow want to start comparing notes, uh, even though the other one hasn't been to it yet. So this one is where I was like, you need to, we need to do a podcast about this. Because well, apart, I want to talk from, about the Chardonnay, and that's it. Apart from the fact that we actually um, we actually need to spend more time talking about serving temperature, 
but I but I wanted to talk to you, and I, I specifically want to talk to you about the Chardonnay. So they served it at two different temperatures. Yep. One considered too cold. One considered just right. And to me, both were still way too cold. Okay, so you didn't like any of that. So they say 10 no, to 12. I, no, 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 no. I, I mean, I found it fine. You know what? I'll, t- I'll tell you what. Here's, here is my takeaway from the Chardonnay situation. And, and just let me go through the, the, whole, the whole thing about how this worked. And then you and I will get into our thoughts on how it was served to us, okay? So I think Chardonnay is one wine where uh, at AndreWineReview.ca, I actually talk quite a bit about serving temperature because I do enjoy quite a bit of oak in my Chardonnay, not when it's over oak. But the problem with an oak Chardonnay, even something that's sort of moderately to moderately heavy oaked, the colder you serve it, the more woody it's going to taste. And On what? In your glass. In a white? Yeah, the Chardonnay. If you if you serve... You, say, you think it tastes more woody? The colder it gets. No, it's the other way around. I, I don't agree. I find, I find the, colder, the colder a Chardonnay that spent time in new oak gets, the more it tastes like a popsicle stick. What? I drink so much Chardonnay. You think I, I, I haven't figured this out? I could be completely full of crap, but I find when you get the the Chardonnay, it's it's right chilled. You get all those so acid notes. But gonna, that I, being said, that being said, I haven't drank Chardonnay at fridge temperature in in probably a couple of years now. So I'm going to talk specifically here about this Wakefield Chardonnay. It's 2018. It is coming uh, to vintages. And you interrupted me. You didn't let me finish what but I was going to say. Because what my takeaway you're was. because you're wrong. You're getting. The chili. Uh, so I'm going to go with these two versions that I had. The chilled version shows more. Yeah, and the fruit. chilled version. The chilled version version was served at fridge temperatures at four Celsius. Okay, so the chilled version showed more fruit, while the perfect temperature showed more oak. I have it written right in there. And Justin Taylor said, "Yeah, maybe maybe that was the case because he got off on a tangent or a tangerine about the oak barrel treatment that they they." They put these wines through, and he was like, I don't know why I'm telling you about oak when I want you to taste the fruit. Yet, I found that the warmer version of Chardonnay showed more oak, and that's what I don't want in Chardonnay. I liked this wine chilled. In fact, I had a second glass of it chilled because I liked that that really when, lovely when, acidity fruit. You, hints of butterscotch on okay. the back end, but there was, there was apple, no butterscotch pear, on and the peach. back end. There was no butterscotch on the back end of the too cold. You're insane. There was it just was a touch of maybe, it. Maybe it just, like gross popsicle stick. Like it was just it was like no, a little, little you were insane. No, no, this no. colder too chardonnay. Cold, too cold. That wine. All it did was it pushed the acids through the roof. It amplified the citrus notes. You've been doing too many sparkling wine Fridays that you think that every bottle of chardonnay needs to taste like a blonde blanc. Look, you are this, you are completely out of your mind. You're smoking crack. I am not smoking crack. So what and, I, and then I what found, I know I about found, our bottle also is that. It was not served at four. It was actually served at six because they let it sit out longer because Justin wouldn't shut up. Okay. But that's another point. Okay, fair it, enough. It fair enough. Ours, gone ours is probably two. The second temperature was 10 to 12 Celsius, which brought some spice notes. But to me, it didn't bring those overtly wood notes. Like It brought the influence of the oak, the things like vanilla and spice, without bringing out the like, you know, it smells like it smells like you're sawing a log. That's what four Celsius smelled like. It smelled like sawdust. Where Not ten to twelve brought Not peaches and spice. It made it taste more balanced. But even then, it was too cold. I let that glass sit to my hand, and when it got up to like sixteen or eighteen Celsius, a few degrees below room temperature, that wine was really starting to sing. That's where the vanilla really started to pop out. It had a great creamy texture. It had the butterscotch that you claim the taste at four Celsius, Mister Blanc de Blanc. Oh, 
I don't know what you're drinking, and I, I you've it's drank, Chardonnay. You've obviously drank too much Chardonnay now. You, Chardonnay is just going to your brain. No, it's your, not. Your brain is just soaked it's in not. Chardonnay. It's not. And you, and, and you know what, Mister? This wine tastes better at too All cold. Right, so here's. Hang on, hang on, hang on. I'm not done yet. I got one last thing to say. I got actually two last things Holy left to say. I haven't had a winery serve me a Chardonnay at fridge temperature in I can't remember when. But it has been chilled. Yes, but like chilled to generally a little colder than 18 Celsius. We let it warm up in the glass as we do the tasting. And then the second thing, the fun thing about going to the consumer tasting as opposed to the trade tasting is that all the people around me were having the debate about whether or not too cold or uh, the proper temperature was better and the room was split. So I think disagree. Like don't don't listen to anything Michael and I are saying. The bottom line is if you prefer your Chardonnay served too cold, like Michael does, or and what cold, I think is the wrong chilled. way, too cold, chilled. You're drinking it right. You should drink the wine however the hell you want to drink it. I mean that is the big taste takeaway from the tasting. So and, I hope people will actually get get on to social media because what else do you have to do these days? Yeah. Um, and and let us know. Do you drink your Chardonnay chilled or do you drink it at cellar temperature or next to the stove temperature or, or, as Andre does. Or listen, I don't want to know what temperature you drink it at, but I want to know why. No, no. I and, want to and, know whether it's chilled or not chilled. Yeah, but I think the more interesting question is is, is why. I want to know what it is about the wine at that tememperature that you that you like because the thing right, is, so we want to know both. We yeah. want to know both things. So, what, so, what makes you chill it or not chill it? Okay, so Captain Social Media, make sure you tag this with the question every time you post this podcast. All right, I guess I have to know. So now that we're on to I guess what is the main event for Australia? Would we Shiraz? Um, so the 2018, which is actually what we have in our glass here uh, right now, and we both like it at 11 Celsius. I think it's. I think here the fruit really pops. Yeah, and the tannins have just dropped down. Although I have a, a quote here from Justin: "says tannins are the glue that keeps this wine t- together." And I don't know if he used the same script with you. No, uh, but. Um, I get that. There are some tannins in this wine, but I think at a chilled temperature, this wine just pops with fruit. Uh, heated uh, at our tasting, when you had it, yes, yes, that, the was alcohol cool was just, ugh, okay, I would okay. drink another glass of that with um, anybody. Okay, so they served it at the tasting at 26 Celsius where it was so warm, it was actually steaming, like it, it caused a layer of steam in the glass. And then at 18 Celsius, which is my preferred Chardonnay temperature, but here's the thing about the 26 Celsius. You're right. The alcohol was Just definitely amplified. It was over definitely amplified top. in it. But, you know, I was thinking about context where, like, you know, I can picture myself sitting in my parents' backyard in Saskatchewan in August when it's 30 Celsius, leaving the bottle out because I forgot to put it in the fridge or just, frankly, can't be bothered. And the fruit definitely skews way jammier. Like, it's it, it tastes overripe. The alcohol's amplified. But I didn't mind it at 26 would i prefer to drink it at that temperature no was it terrible no i think you just like wine like i think that's it because i would not drink that at 26 i would find an ice bucket and dump it in there just to bring that temperature down would you put an ice cube in your glass no why not i don't want to water down the wine i think you just like wine michael i like wine as as its own product i don't want watery wine uh, I once got mad at my wife for doing that. They, she had a friend that was getting a tattoo, and they went, "Oh, we need to drink something beforehand. It's warm. Let's put an ice cube in a Delane Vineyard Riesling." Oh my God! I've never let her live that down. Obviously, but this uh, this Shiraz is in 100 percent American oak, uh, so obviously it's fruit driven. 
vanilla, dark fruit, cassis, spice. But at, at the proper temperature, I think it has tannin finesse. Yes, it at does. At heated, it was just too alcohol, too... Uh, too tannic, yeah, too listen, harsh. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm more just talking about how the wine too warm. Like it didn't make me want to gag or retch. It just it took me to a very different place. No, but I didn't want to drink it. Put yeah, it that yeah, way. Yeah, I, I left that you. glass uh, uh, alone. Uh, whereas, uh, let's go back to the Chardonnay really quickly. I drank both glasses of Chardonnay because I wanted to be able to say which one, but I did have more because I remember when they were passing it. Do you want more Chardonnay? And they were about to pour me the. Uh, the what they call the proper temperature and i went no no i want the cold one and he's like oh so michael maybe you just like wine <laughs> i do like wine we all know that last wine of the night was uh 2017 wakefield estate cabernet sauvignon and this is the wine that actually uh they are most known for they served it warm but i don't have an exact temperature and then they served it 16 to 18 yeah again. 16 18 yeah. I, I think when we served it when we drank it in the evening it was closer to 16 so again, I think it's very similar to uh, to the Shiraz. The fruitiness comes out when it's cooler. Yeah. Uh, the alcohol and the tannins. Uh, well, the tannin uh, was super soft on this, but I, I found when it got cooler, that uh, like really nice violet notes started to, to pop yeah. out of the wine. That yeah, didn't you started see, you started seeing more characteristics of the wine, the fruit, what was going on. Where it's too warm, it's just it just kills the wine and it's interesting that um and i'll just you know paraphrase you here you like your chardonnays warm and your and your and your reds cool which is very very weird okay. although i have nothing i have nothing against chilling down a red i uh you know they even made a, a note here uh justin did about take your whites out 20 to 30 minutes before and put your reds into the fridge 20 to 30 minutes before drinking so that's one of the things that uh, that they were they were saying. If you're going to use a fridge and you don't have like a, a wine cellar or a uh, a wine fridge, if you just have a fridge, twenty to thirty minutes before, thirty twenty minutes after. Well, and my takeaway from the um, my takeaway from that particular tasting is first off, especially sitting at the table where people were arguing, uh, or sorry, I shouldn't say arguing, debating about the serving temperature, especially with the Chardonnay, is that your serving temperature comes to personal preference. Uh, talking about serving temperature is something, as a writer, I'm going to be more mindful of. But because it's personal preference, if you see a wine critic who has talked about a suggested serving temperature and you think they're full of <laughs> that is A-OK. Drink it however you like, even if it's 26 Celsius, but you'll be doing it wrong. I, I, I'm i just going back to the Shiraz, and um, I love that raspberry. That's just It's just like a raspberry jam note that's... You know, all but over the acid's it. really great on it. And the acid's really like it really pops tan- at the and the, ta- and the tannins just hit you in the back end. Like that wine, I don't know what temperature it is now in the glass, but it's uh, obviously warming up a little bit from your eleven. Yep. Um but you're probably now yeah. still in the in the fourteen range. Uh I don't I, think it's warmed up that much. Let's see. I've got my, my you got your trusty thermometer. Handy candy thermometer. Handy candy thermometer. That's you're a poet and didn't know it. Look at you. Cool. Okay, so in the 20 minutes since we started this podcast, the bottle's warmed up by 2 degrees. It's 13.7 Celsius. So Still we're great. close to the 14 mark, so I think it's I think it's a delicious bottle of wine. I'm going to dump some in your glass. No, you got coronavirus! Can we stop with that? All right. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope that uh, we're helping to keep you company during social distancing, and um, we appreciate you taking the time to listen to us. I'm Andre Pru from AndreWineReview.ca. Yep. Support your local wineries. Uh, check so- various social medias to see who's offering free shipping. 
Uh, now that we're a couple of weeks into this, there is a good chance that you may need to stock up. I would, I would think so. I, I, I wouldn't be stocking up, but I still like shopping for wine. I'm Michael Pingus of MichaelPingusWineReview.com. He's Andre, and we'd like to say... I'll let you sign off. Really? Yeah, let's... Oh, it's, it's your line. Yeah. Oh, you're sweet. I did it last time. It's your turn. Okay. Good night! You're the best, Andre. You really are. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes. This podcast is made possible thanks to our supporters on Patreon. A big thank you goes out to Adnan Isel owner of iSellers Estate Winery. You can visit them at 615 Concession 5 Road in Niagara-on-the-Lake or check out their website at iSellers.ca. Find out how you can support us, like Adnan, by visiting patreon.com slash twoguystalkingwine.